Hey there guys and welcome to another episode of the This Life Podcast. Episode 7, we are actually getting there, we're making our way slowly and steadily to episode 10. I know why I'm setting such a goal on episode 10, I don't know why, just because I think it's double digits and it's just a thing. But I'm also thinking at episode 10, I'm going to hint at it now, I'm also thinking at episode 10 to kind of take a break for a bit. So I've been consistent on a weekly basis and I want to continue to be consistent on a weekly basis and then on episode 10, kind of take a break and evaluate how the podcast has been doing and all of that. Because to be honest, I don't know how to check the stats for this thing. I don't know how to check any of the listening statistics or anything on like Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Music, (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I don't actually know how to check any of those statistics. So I actually need to spend some time and find those out. But I decided, you know what, I'm going to wait rather to episode 10. But if I get to episode 10 and like no one's listening to it, I'm going to be like, oh. But it's still actually been fun, not going to lie, getting it up to this point. It's been awesome. But right now, it's actually a bit late. To be honest, I actually forgot about this week's podcast. (laughs) Um, Last night came in. Usually last night I record and then this morning I edit. But this morning I woke up. I mean, sorry, actually last night. I was sitting and I was like, I'm sure, I swear there's something I'm supposed to do today. Wasn't there something I was supposed to do today? And I was thinking about it. Then suddenly it hit me. I was like, oh my word, the podcast. I haven't had any, I haven't conceptualized it. I haven't scripted it. I haven't recorded it. Oh my word. Then you know what? Woke up this morning and I'm doing just that. So it's actually, that's where we are right now. It's a beautiful, absolutely beautiful early Saturday morning here. Sun shining. There's not a breath of wind in the air. It's beautiful actually i'm looking out of my window now looks amazing and i want to ask how are you guys doing how has your week been i hope your week's been good and your weekend even better and you're also sitting in some beautiful weather or if you are sitting in some rainy weather that's also awesome i love the rain so if you're in some nice rainy weather i hope you're enjoying that as well and i'd like to take this time to give a nice present moment reminder So we are here in this present moment, in the moment that you are listening to this podcast, whether you're driving, working, sitting around, relaxing, working, whatever you're doing, you are in the present moment. So I encourage you to take a deep breath in and then let it out and realize that we are here and we are present. So I think it's just good to give those present moment reminders every now and again, especially at the beginning of something or before you move into something or start something, it's kind of just to ground you in the present moment. But I'd like to go about and talk about my week and talk about the story um, for this week. And I'm not going to lie, it's actually been a been a bit of a rough week. There's actually been a lot of work that I've been doing. Um, as it always is, it's been quite a busy week, I'm not going to lie. And it's been quite rough, to be honest. I haven't been feeling the absolute best this week. I'm not trying to be negative, I will explain it all in a bit, but not been feeling the best and I've been noticing that this week there was a lot of focus that I actually spent on like work work like college work and those types of things and I didn't actually spend a lot of time on my passion and for those of you that tuned into last week's episode I was talking about the idea of pursuing passion and how important it is to pursue your passion and why you should and what you can do to pursue it and then this week I noticed that I actually wasn't pursuing my passion properly I was spending a lot of time on this other work And with that, it kind of put me in a bit of a bad space. And then I started kind of getting sucked into the whole, like a lot of the shit that's going on in the world right now. And I got like sucked into a lot of that. And that kind of put me more in a bad space. 
So I've not been feeling too well and I've been feeling this negativity and kind of feeling the negativity of what's being on going on around me. Amongst all of this, I decided that it would be a good time to take some time off in an evening. So I think two days ago, I had an evening where, so usually I work up until like dinner, have some dinner, then after that, do a bit of like chilled things, like some chilled edits or something chilled, then I head off to bed. But um, two nights ago, I think I had about two hours off before, like before dinner. So it was quite a lot of time. And in that time, I wanted to use it to kind of be still. So I noticed that had been quite a bit of a rough week leading up to this point. I think that was Thursday nights. Actually, it's been quite a rough week leading up to that point. It's been quite busy, been quite hectic. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take that time. I'm going to be still. I'm going to take some time relaxing and reflecting. And one of the things that notices is I began to notice why I was feeling quite like upset this week, what was bothering me. And something that I realized was that I have been completely overcomplicating my own life. So I journaled about it this morning in my journal. For those of you that don't journal, I highly recommend you get one. It's a brilliant idea to just get your thoughts on a page and kind of dive into problems or things that are bothering you and begin to kind of solve them yourself because you're writing everything down. So it puts it all on paper. But what I noticed was I've been really overcomplicating life. Like I've been really complicating things to the point that I'm completely overwhelming myself with all of the intricacies of my life and just life in general and where I want to go and my work and my passion. And I just complicate things so much. And this has led to me forcing so much onto myself and overwhelming myself completely that I'm unable to bring about any change to kind of commit to these things or change my life to push towards this. I know I don't mean like literally change my whole life. I just mean change certain aspects of my life because I just completely overwhelm, overcomplicate, force too much onto myself and it hasn't been going well. And then what I've noticed within this um, of me complicating things, I noticed that I've actually not been present. I've not been peaceful and I've not been happy. And then within that, I've actually noticed that I have become worried from me complicating and overwhelming and overthinking things. It's led to me being worried. And I think that's the best segue I've done <laughs> into today's topic, which is the phenomenon of worry. So the other day I was actually speaking to a friend of mine and she was talking to me about how she was worrying about certain things and she was worried about something. And I just kind of spoke to her about what worry is and worry and how we can conquer worry. And I basically said how worry is thoughts in your mind and in reality, your thoughts have no leverage. And I'll go more into that later. But we were just speaking about worry and she said to me, she says, you're it'd be really nice to like talk about this stuff and like engage with it. And then I was like, you know what, that's perfect. I'm going to make a podcast episode dedicated to worry. So I actually had the idea for this week's podcast in my head, but I just completely forgot about making the actual podcast until Saturday rolled around. And I was like, oh my word, I forgot the podcast episode. And I was like, what's going to be the topic? And then I realized I'd actually had my topic already inspired. So I'd like to start off by speaking about what is worry. And whenever I think of worry, I like to give the best analogy of a quote by Alan Watts, which goes along this lines where he talks about worry. So he starts it off by saying, the doctor says to you that you must have an operation. So you begin to worry about this operation. You need to have an operation, so you begin to worry about it. Then he says to you that you need to be in good shape on the operating table when you need to go into theater. So he says that you need to be in good health, need to be in, have good sleep, and you need to have some good food, you need to be like well-rested and all of that. So he tells you all of that. 
So now you're already worrying about the operation. So with you worrying about the operation, you end up staying up late, not eating too well, and you're just worried in general, you're not being well rested. So now you're worrying about the operation, so then you're not sleeping. But then you worry about what the doctor told you about not sleeping. And then you worry again about what he told you about eating well. So then you worry about the operation, which results in you not sleeping. So then you worry about not sleeping, then you're not eating well, so then you worry about not eating. And then inevitably, you end up worrying because you worry, because you worry. So you're worrying about you worrying about you worrying. <laughs> so within this, he says, that right there is called a vicious cycle. You worry because you worry because you worry. And with that, I'd like to build on it and say that all worry is, is thoughts. Worries are thoughts that run rampant within your mind and loop themselves in circles. And at times it feels like you have a million and one things running around in your head, spinning around. But all it is, is two thoughts that are continuously looping back and forth in your mind. And with that, you end up worrying about the one thing, then you worry about the other thing, then you worry that you're worrying about the first thing, then you worry that you worry about the second thing, and then you worry that because you worry, because you worry again, and you get into a vicious cycle of worry. So with that, another analogy that I love to think about is the headspace analogy. So this analogy is originally um, concepted by headspace, but I have taken my own iteration on it, but I think the original concept goes to them. The analogy goes is that imagine you are sitting on a nice, beautiful hill in the shaded amongst the trees and you're sitting on a pillow and it's a beautiful gorgeous day and you're sitting there and down below you is an eight lane highway it's eight lanes both ways so it's about 16 lanes total but it's like let's rather say a four lane highway so it's four lanes here and four lanes that way so it's eight lanes in total it's a four lane highway with a lot of cars so you can sit there under your tree and be beautiful and watch the cars flow by and let them go by and just be present in the moment under your tree and with that the analogy goes that the, th the cars represent thoughts. So you can sit and watch your thoughts go by, gently whisper, you, you just simply notice them. You just let them pass. Or what you can do is you can go stand in the middle of this four-lane highway and try get involved amongst the cars and stop the cars and just get fully embraced in the chaos and fully dive into your thoughts and just let everything run rampant. So you can sit there, you're trying to stop this lane, but then another car's driving past you and then someone's hooting at you and then a truck's coming and you're trying to stop the truck, but then this lane ends up driving and you're trying to stop that lane. And by trying to stop the traffic and jump in amongst all of the traffic, you feed into the chaos. But if you don't, if you sit back, if you remove yourself and just let the thoughts flow by, you don't give in to worry. And that for me is so powerful is don't engage with it. Don't give your thoughts the power and the leverage. Just, just simply notice them. Just watch them go by. And the thing is what this analogy is teaching us is to be more conscious about what we're doing. So in my meditations, we meditate on the idea of consciousness. So you, you must become consciously aware of your actions and what you're doing and all of that. And one of the things that we speak about is being consciously aware of your thoughts. And when being consciously aware of your thoughts, you notice that the thoughts kind of just pop. So if you're sitting there and you're meditating and then you start thinking a thought, the second you become consciously aware of that thought, it just pops. It just disappears. It vanishes like a dream. It's like you're waking up from a dream. It's just gone. So what, he, what the meditation is trying to teach us is that the minute you pay attention to the thoughts, the minute you take away their leverage, they, they just disappear. They have no power. They have no control. And then to build on that, it goes again with what I told my friend the other day, which was that our thoughts have no leverage 
in real life. So why do we worry? And with that, I always like to think about the whole idea of primates. And if we are to go all the way back to our very own ancestors, worry is fear. So worry is exactly, it's the fear of the future. It's the fear of something. So back then, worry was very legitimate, if I may say it like that. I think worry was very real because if we were to go out into the wilderness and leave the village and leave the tribe and go out, our worries were we could be attacked by an animal. We could be attacked by a tiger, a leopard, and we wouldn't be able to defend that. So that would be our worry. If we stayed out of the out of the village too late at night and the sun set, we'd be worried because we'd be stuck in the dark with all the predators. We'd have no light. We'd be in serious trouble. And that was real worry. You're worried about for your life. You're going to die. Um, and then you'd, we'd also be worried because there wouldn't be enough food to go around. So we'd be like, oh my word, no one's going to have food. We'd worry about that. We'd be fearful that everyone would starve. So we'd need to go out and hunt and get more food. And with the idea of worry comes fear. And then within fear is adrenaline. And this links me over to my next point. So in modern times, we have our worry, we have our stress, and we have our anxiety. Nowadays, we have most of our needs taken care of. We have some shelter, we have some food. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably extremely fortunate. You have some shelter, you have your food, you have your education. Most of your basic needs are met. And thus, we still have that primate's brain within us that has to manifest worry from something. And thus, we begin to worry about most things. It can be the most simplest things like doing well in school, sending out that email, worried about what that email is going to receive back we worry about a lot of the simple things and it leads to a lot of us in our lives suffering from stress and anxiety so with anxiety what happens is with anxiety attacks and panic attacks there's a lot of um hormones being released if you're getting in a pure anxiety attack and one of those hormones is adrenaline which is often why your heart beats very fast your vision gets blurry and it gets a bit very intense because your body produces adrenaline and because there's nothing for you to do with the adrenaline because like i said when we were with primates you get worry and fear because if you see a, a, a bear a few meters away you get fear and you get worried you're scared this thing's going to attack you your body would release adrenaline it makes you run faster it makes you perform better like it makes you like you know what i mean it's a fear hormone and you produce adrenaline to get away from this bear or whatever it would be but now in the modern world with a lot of our basic needs taken care of you're not very likely in the middle of the city or when you go out to stumble upon a bear. So with that, the adrenaline has nothing to do. You can't, your body can't do anything with the adrenaline. You don't need to get away from this lion or leopard or whatever it is. So that's often why you sit in a state of panic and some people throw up, some people get dizzy and spin out, some people pass out, and that comes from the adrenaline. But got a bit extreme there. But I'd just like to say that anxiety is the desire to escape the present moment. So in other words, anxiety exists primarily in the future. You don't want to be present in the now. You are worried and fearful about the future. And that is where anxiety lies. So what I'd like to build on that and say is, where does worry exist? So worry primarily exists in the future. And worry is, like I said, worry is fear and the fear of the unknown. So we have a fear that something will happen. We have a fear that something in the future is going to go 
wrong or whatever it will be and we worry about something happening in the future so if you are to go surfing for an example you put your board on get your wetsuit going and you drive to the beach to go surfing but you're worried that maybe you're out there and a shark happens to attack you that's some worry or in a less um, extreme sense of being attacked by a shark, if you suffer from like social anxiety and you're chilling at home and your friend invites you to a social gathering and you're ready to now go out and meet a bunch of people, while getting ready to go out, you may worry about what's going to happen at the social event, what people are going to think and what's going to go wrong and you worry about the future. So with that, worry is these fake manifestations that we create within our minds that have no relation to reality. If you are driving, like I said, to go surf and get, and then you're worried about the shark, there might not even be a shark in the water. There might not even be a shark in the area. You might not even be attacked by a shark at all. But we create this fear that we actually know we actually are going to be attacked. It is going to go wrong. Or like I said, if you are writing a test and you begin to worry about the questions being too difficult and you failing the test or you get there and you go blank or if you're worried about standing in front of the class to do a presentation and then you start getting worried because you think you're going to stuff up words and all of that. None of that has actually happened. None of that might not even happen. So thus, worry is these fake manifestations that we create in our mind that have no leverage on reality. So what I like to do is when I feel quite, if I'm working or whatever I'm doing and I feel quite like hit by worry, what I like to do is take a step back and push myself into the present moment because worry can only exist in the future. So if you are primarily existing in the present, then worry can't do anything because worry, like I said, only exists in the future. So if you're in the present, worry has no leverage. So then what I like to do is put myself into the present moment. And what I mean by that is if I'm working or doing anything, I like to stop what I'm doing, get up, and go outside. And often going outside is quite like a distance. So I mean, some of you have to get in your elevator, or you've got to walk through the house and get outside, or whatever it may be. And I often think that the longer it is to get outside, the better, because you are properly distancing yourself from the worry or whatever is worrying you. So once you're outside, or once you get outside, I find it's often a good idea to take a nice deep breath. So as you get outside, you take a nice deep breath long deep breath in and then slowly release it out and then with that look around you pay attention to this real world that is happening around you the leaves blowing in the wind the sun shining cars driving past people walking doing their daily endeavors birds flying in the sky the waves crashing some rain padding onto the ground whatever it is look around you and be like this is reality this is real the thoughts that are existing inside of your mind only exist there they are not real they do not exist within this real world that you are looking at around you and with that i often find that i end up taking away the power that my thoughts often have over me i end up taking away their leverage and then i for me personally i kind of stop worrying on that because Often 99 to 99 odd percent of what you're worried about does not even happen. And there's a very interesting quote here, again, by Alan Watts, that goes, no amount of worrying or anxiety is going to make any difference to anything that is going to happen ever. It's a very powerful quote. And basically, 
whatever is going to happen in the future is going to happen. No amount of worrying or anxiety is going to affect it, is going to change it, is going to do anything to it. Because if you are going to go, like, let's say, make a presentation, you're going to make a presentation, but worrying about it isn't going to change it, isn't going to make any difference to it. You're still going to do it. Like I said, worry exists in the future. So if you are worried about that presentation happening in the future, or if you're worried about the future of where you want to go in life, you can worry till the end of time, whether about something that happened in the past or whether about something that's going to happen, and it won't change anything. Because if you are right here in the present moment where we are right now, the future comes to you. The future eventually becomes the present. So there's a phrase that goes, tomorrow never comes. And it's very cliche, I know. But tomorrow does not. If you constantly think tomorrow, 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 tomorrow is never going to happen. There's only today. Focusing on the present allows the future to come to you. If you just be patient, if you just sit here and wait, the future comes to you. So why worry about the future and want to get there and be anxious about it? Because, like I said, anxiety is the desire to escape the present moment. But if you just sit here in the present moment and be patient and be calm, the, fu the future will eventually come to you. You can just relax and chill out and the future will eventually come to you because that's how time works. So thus, I'd like to say is, why worry? Why worry so much about the future if it's just going to come to you anyway and you, you must just wait patiently for it? And then I think in last, in about two episodes ago, I spoke about the idea of finding peace and how worrying takes away from your peace within this present moment because if you are worrying about the future you are completely forgetting about and neglecting the present you are too busy focused on what's happening in the future that you completely forget what's going on right now and thus you neglect your peace and happiness and stillness in this moment because you're too busy focused on what's going to happen later down the line but we don't only worry about the future we also worry about actions or things that we need to do. And it's within this that worry actually links over to procrastination. So we've all had this thing where we have to study for this test or edit this video or create this design or send this email or hand in this review or do whatever it is that we need to do. And we procrastinate because we simply don't want to do it. Or in other words, we're worried about doing it. For me, I had a prime example of this the other day where I had to edit a film that I had shot, like a bunch of clips that I'd filmed and all of that. And I was completely putting it off. I was procrastinating. I didn't want to do it. And I was continuously putting it off. And then I realized that the reason I was putting it off was because I was worried about looking at the clips, about editing the clips in the fear that I would have to reshoot the clips because none of them would work or they would look wrong or there'd be something wrong with the footage and have to reshoot. So my procrastination actually stemmed from worry because I was worried that, oh no, I'd have to go reshoot and start all over again. And it's within the sense that procrastination is actually a form of worry. And with this, there's a very interesting quote that I saw the other day and I was watching a YouTube video about the idea of change and why change is often so scary and so intimidating and why people can't change. And there was a comment in the video, it was the top rated comment, it was the most liked one. And the comment said, actions boost confidence, whereas postponement and hesitation feeds fear. And as stated earlier, worry is fear. So by procrastinating, by hesitating, by postponing things, 
you are feeding your fear and then you are actually feeding your worry. So within that, procrastination is a form of worry. But if you were to just do that action, if you were to just commit to it and do it, you'd boost your own confidence, whether it's in yourself, whether it's in your ability or whatever you were doing. And you boost your confidence because it's actually, it was turned out to be easier than what you thought. And then on top of that, worry can't exist in the present. What you're doing is when you do action, you commit to the moment, you are present. So by committing an action, you actually kill the worry because worry can only exist in the future. You can't worry about what's happening right now. And if I was to, let's say, if I was to put my finger on a burning pan, right? And I put my finger on the pan, I'm going to worry about it burning. But while it's burning, I'm not going to worry about my finger burning. I'm going to take it off and wash it with water, put some ice on it. I'm not going to worry about it burning while it's burning. I'm going to worry after this about the damage the burning has done. Or when I, like I said, put my finger on it, I'm going to worry about it burning. But once it's burning, I'm not going to worry about that, if that makes sense. So by committing an action, you completely take away worry because you are committing to the present moment. Thus, whenever I'm procrastinating or worrying about something, I like to just make myself do. I like to put myself in the present. That's why I recommend that if you're procrastinating or worrying about something that you have to do, like some work or whatever it is, set a timer for about 15 to 20 minutes. Set a timer and honestly say to yourself that for the next 15 to 20 minutes, I am just going to do this project or this work or whatever it is that you need to do for 10 to 15, sorry, 15 to 20 minutes. Just focus on it. And you'll often find that that timer will go off for 15, 20 minutes and you won't be procrastinating anymore because you've done it, because you've committed to the action and you've ended up boosting your confidence in what you're doing. And while you're doing it, you'll be like, oh no, this isn't that bad. I'm in it already. It's been 20 minutes. I'll just go ahead and do it now because the fear or the worry is now gone. And I actually think it's very important that you do this, that you take those 15, 20 minutes to commit to something instead of procrastinating. But be honest with yourself. Say to yourself, honestly, look, we're only going to do this for 20 minutes. But then you'll find that you often do it for more than 20 minutes because like you're in it, you've committed to action and you'll realize that it's much easier than you thought it was. So now we have discussed worry. We discussed what worry is, why worry is completely pointless, how it takes you out of the present and so on. But some people don't have that ability to just be like aware, okay, worry is completely waste of time. I realize that it's pointless. I'm not going to worry now. It takes me out of the present. Some people don't have that. But thus, I'd like to speak about another concept that will probably help you with getting rid of your worry, which is letting go. So I think that a lot of worry comes from our attachment to things. So if you are attached to your most prized possessions, whatever they are, you worry about losing them. You worry about them getting stolen, about them vanishing. And if you have goals, you are very attached to those goals. And you're worried about maybe not reaching them and not being able to get to where you want to be in life. So we have these things we get attached to and we then get worried about them. So to speak about letting go, there was a chapter in my in my book that I've recently read called Stillness is the Key. It's actually literally titled Let Go. And within the chapter, it speaks about an archery Zen master called Awa Kenzo. And basically he taught his students the idea of detachment. And he wanted to say to them that we mustn't focus so much on hitting the target. So he was an archery master. So he would tell his students not to focus so much on hitting the target. But for us, I like to say we mustn't focus so much on hitting these goals because focusing so much on the future neglects the now and the present. 
And if we try to control, dictate, schedule, and process everything around us and everything that we are part of, there's just so much to focus on and it spreads your attention so thin and you end up just worrying because that's so much for you to pay attention to. And he wanted his students to completely detach from hitting the target. He wanted them to detach from the idea of an outcome because we will end up not concentrating on the now and you'd rather concentrate on hitting the target. So if you're standing there and you pull back this arrow and you're looking at the target, you're not, if you are worried just about hitting that target, if you're just concerned with hitting the target, you're going to neglect your form, your breathing, your pullback, and how you are about to launch this arrow. You're more focused on the target. You've completely skipped the whole process and you're just focusing on the end result, which means that you inevitably won't hit the target because you've done nothing right leading up to that point. So we must completely detach from the idea of an outcome and the desired result if we want to avoid worry. And in fact, perform better in the process leading up to that result. So to get rid of worry and achieve stillness and peace, we must let go. We must let go of our own obsession with certain outcomes because it is through letting go that we can actually gain superior performance. We can be more present. We can be in the process. We will in fact focus more. We'll have more patience. We'll be more persistent. We'll have more clarity. And finally, like I said, we'll have less worry. Because being outcome focused will result in us completely neglecting the experience because we are not present, we are worrying about the future. Because worry only exists in the future. You will end up neglecting the now and this will prevent you from performing better in the now to actually get to your goal or hit that target or achieve what you want to achieve. If you are so worried about those achievements, you will not get them. You will not arrive at them because you're completely neglecting and forgetting the process to get to those achievements. If it's the day before a test, for example, and you're trying to study, if you're so worried on the test, you're not going to study properly. You're not going to be in focus. You're not going to be in the zone. You're going to be too distracted and worried about the test. Then, in fact, you won't have prepared well. But if you completely forgot about the test, the results, the marks, and you said, cool, I'm going to focus on just understanding the work and just trying, you know, just doing my thing, then you will gain superior performance. And thus, before I conclude this little letting go segment and moving on to the conclusion of today's episode, I'd like to leave you with a quote that actually came from that chapter that was very powerful. And the quote goes, only through reducing our aims are the most difficult targets within our reach. I'll let you interpret that however you want based on what I've spoken about, but I'll just leave you to think about that. I think it's a very powerful quote. But now, guys, I'd like to begin to conclude and summarize everything that we've spoken about today. And we started off talking about worry. What is worry? Worry is just thoughts in your mind. They have no leverage in reality. And when you think there's a million and one things that you need to worry about, it's probably only two that are just spinning around in your head in a vicious cycle. We also spoke about why worry is pointless. If you're worrying so much about the future, the future will never arrive. And you'll worry till the end of time. And what's a life where you just sit and worry the whole time and neglect your own happiness in the present moment? We also spoke about how to stop worrying. And I like to think of the headspace analogy here again. Just sit on the side of the road. Just watch your thoughts flow by. Just simply notice them. Because the second you jump into the traffic, the second you give them power, you feed into the chaos. Take a step back. Take a breath. 
and just appreciate the reality that we have and that your thoughts are not within this reality. We also spoke about letting go, which we've just spoken about now, which is a beautiful concept of the best way to get to your target is to not focus so much on the outcome because by focusing on the future, you neglect the present experience. And with that, I'd like to round off today's episode and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of This Life. It really means a lot to me. Like I always say, I'm literally sitting in my room with my laptop in front of me, two pillows, and I just have thoughts and ideas. So if you enjoyed this episode, please rate so accordingly on your respective platforms. And if you also enjoyed this episode, tweet or DM me on my Instagram handle or my Twitter handle um, and let me know what you enjoyed. Um, And if I helped with anything, please let me know. I'd love to hear it. And with that, I'd like to wish you a fantastic day, morning, evening, afternoon, weekend, week ahead. Whatever you're about to do, I hope it goes really well and I hope it's amazing. And until next week, Sunday, much love.